0: Good morning, everybody. Ooh, there's an echo, but I guess I'll get used to it. Um, uh, I've been around this church for nearly 50 years now, so I have kind of a long history. Uh, What I want to say is uh, I'm going to try to cover 27 years of our partner church in 20 minutes. And so what I'm going to ask you, if you'll help me, by saving any questions you might have until... Uh, the end. I'm going to be in the fellowship hall with my computer, and we can go back and look at any slides you want. So, anyway, this is um, our mission church uh, in Transylvania. It's Fenyakut Papataka. And uh, uh, and what it is, is the church itself is in Fenyakut. And Papataki is another little mountain community that's less than two miles away. And so the church services both of them. And the main reason I'm giving this talk this morning is because I want to share some of the history of the relationship between our church and our partner church in Transylvania. Um, and I mainly want to do this because uh, on November fifteenth through the twentieth, uh, the minister here on the right, uh, ministers I should say, Erica Demeter and uh, Leventi Laszlo's are going to be here with two of the lay ministers from the two churches in Transylvania, and on the left here is Margit and Laszlo Farkas. Uh, And they visited our church from Transylvania in 1998. Uh, Okay, Uh, I ought to look at my slides and I'd know what's coming up here. But anyway, I do want to say that I couldn't possibly have put this talk together if it hadn't been for all of these people uh, who helped me dig through our history and uh, 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 came up with information that we a lot of us had kind of forgotten, and also right now, I want to really thank Rick Bolton because he 's in the sound was kind of keeping me going here. Um, okay, what I want to start out with is the the event that really started our interest in Unitarians in uh, Uh, Transylvania was when Dale and Eva uh, attended a International Association for Religious Freedom conference in uh, Hamburg, Germany. Dale had been attending some of these meetings here in the state and when they found out that uh, there was going to be not only the conference but also a tour of churches in Romania, he and the, uh, Eva decided to go on to it. Oh. And, it, um, okay, they, what, oh, what I remembered to put, I've changed my slides around because I had to cut some. Uh, but anyway, what happened is not only did they, uh, 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 They went to the Berlin Wall. And remember, this was 1990, and the wall had come down in 1989. And uh, then they went on and in four days visited 13 churches. They were mainly Unitarian, but some others uh, in four days. And when Dale got back... um, he, he was really so moved with what he had seen and and uh, what he heard, and maybe more important what he didn 't hear uh, that he gave a talk here at the church that was called "Reflections on, on transylvania and that 's what really got us started. And I just read through that talk uh, a few days ago, and one of the last questions that was asked from the congregation is, uh, what can we do, how can we help? And that started our whole interest in Unitarians in Transylvania. And what I want to do here is... uh, uh, just give a brief review of the history and all. I've got about five slides, and I just need to go through them very quickly. Uh, uh, I just want to remind everybody, along with myself, of what the political situation was in uh, uh, during right after World War II. Uh, and I want you to concentrate on these these uh, countries in pink, if I can do this right this is Romania right here this happens to be Hungary this happens to be Poland and here it just shows you a little bit of uh, Romania and they were all under communist rule and the big problem uh, was during these years it's, there was a lot of persecution of the Hungarians in Romania and this was mainly because of Romanian uh, nationalism is what brought this on okay this um, slide just I want to show you what's in the brown there is what is pretty much the section of Transylvania within Romania and okay and where the the are the Hungarian Unitarians are mostly congregated in this area Cluj, uh, which I'm going to be, that's a Romanian name. I'm probably going to use mostly Hungarian names. And Kluj is Koleshfar, and that's what you'll be seeing on a lot of next slides. Okay, this isn't the best to see, but I just did want to point out uh Kolesvar, and that is the headquarters for the Unitarians in Romania, just much like Boston is the headquarters for the Unitarian Universalists here in this country. And there is Fen and also Koran is in that area. And most of you know, probably have heard of the Carpathian Mountains. And so you see, Fen is just at the foothills of the Carpathian Mountains. And I couldn't resist putting this slide in because I just want to point out that Kolishvar is about three hours or 110 miles from Koran and Fanyukut. I think I'll give up with my notes and just talk from the slides. Um, what I want to uh, think about is that the whole partner church movement <clears throat> in the UUA started in the 1990s. And remember, that was also the, it was the summer uh, that Dale and Eva were traveling with a different group. Uh, It wasn't through the UUA, but he says there were many Unitarians on this trip. And uh, uh, Bill Schultz, who was president of the UUA at that time, uh, took a delegation Uh, to Romania, and they included uh, U.S. congressmen and also Canadian. And the reason that Schultz wanted to go uh, is he wanted to uh, uh, confront Sisescu uh, about the plan to destroy thousands of the little communities in Romania. And as it turns out, Sisescu was overthrown and executed before they got there. They went anyway. And... uh, uh, they spent time in Koleshwar, uh with the bishop and other Unitarians, and it was the urging of the uh, bishop that Schultz come back and then start a program of sister churches between uh, the two countries. Um, oops. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Okay, what I want to do here is uh, just straighten out. Uh, there's, we talk about the Quran church and we talk about the Fenyukut Palpataka church. And what it is, is this is the Quran church, found in Quran. The minister's house is right next door. And this is the main church. Our church is the Fenyukut Palpataka church, uh, which is up in the mountains. It's about five. A little less than five miles from Quran, uh... and so this is what i'm going to be concentrating on our church okay um, although we started our partner church I found some history on it It really started in 1992 but it really wasn't until 1997 that we got going on this and it was uh, probably because of the Brookline Church in Massachusetts that was uh... um, the partner of the Quran Church we had communications And they wanted to bring Laszlo and Margit here to the States, and they wanted us to know if we wanted to go in with them. And thanks to Carl Newton and Joyce Sog, who did most of the planning of getting this arranged, and there they are meeting them at the airport uh, in Albuquerque. Uh, And then here's Dale breeding Laszlo at our church, And I just got put this slide in for those who remember Gordon Olson. He was president of the church at that time. And he's accepting some gifts that uh, the Fenyukut Papataka Church uh, brought, gave to us, and the pot. Eventually, we'll get this out on display and some other things. And then just a few pictures of that event here in the church. It was really quite a big thing. Here's our Joyce Thog who was the DRE at the time, doing uh Time for All Ages. And I think that's one of the Shikalski twins, for you who knew uh them. And just a few more pictures. And what I found out when I was going through pictures, we just eat a lot at this church. And we did then, too. There's Mia and another one of the Sohalski twins. Um, And that really was the the real turning point of us getting excited about this relationship. And what I want to point out is uh, we raised $11,000 in two and a half years, the congregation. We raised it to help the church uh, in Fennecook. And the initial 2000 was to bring them here, which we're uh, going to have a dinner pretty soon on November 3rd. That's going to help uh, defray the expenses. Um, and while they were here, uh, what we found out... Is that little church didn't have any electricity. It didn't have a piano, and it didn't. They needed a lightning rod, uh, and so we all managed somehow uh, to scurry around, and we collected a thousand dollars at that time to send back with the Farcasses so that they could buy this lovely antique. Uh, harmonium, and that's Margie playing it in their church uh, right now. That happens to be a sign that when you go drive into Fenugood, that wooden sign is there. Um, and then I just want to briefly go through. A number of us have made trips uh, to Romania to uh, the Farcases in Quran, and then up to Fenugood. And this just lists the times. And I'm going to go through a few slides. Uh, of when people from here went. Okay, the first person to go was Sonia Sokalski, and those of you who have been around have certainly heard of Sonia. Uh, she was quite an active person, and um, all these trips we went on, we carried, uh, hand-carried the money in cash. <laughs> And she took the first $3,600, and that was what the estimated amount was to to install electricity, the lightning rod, and some minor repairs. And they even had enough out of that $3,600 to redo the windows, the siding, they painted the church. And there was enough left over to buy this little house that was across the road from the church. Ah. and so, anyway, that's, that was where it was. And they hadn't bought the church, the little house when Sonia was there. But when Judy uh, Hudson and uh, Norris and I went to Fenyakuk in 99, we were the first people to see the fruits of our $3,600 that you all uh, helped with. So, you see, they have electricity now, and they have a lightning rod. And then that's the inside of the churches. It looked in '99. It's all freshly painted, and it has new windows. And this is what the inside of that little house looked like. It was in pretty bad shape, but uh, they. What had happened is they. Uh, we had gotten a frantic communication from Laszlo, and this house had just come up for sale. It was going to be sold very quickly, the owners needed to, and they, um, and it was a very good price. And we said, Go for it, we'll somehow figure out how (laughs) to pay for it. But the $3,600 did it. Oh dear, that kind of screwed up there, didn't I? Um, Go back to the tree. But but this is an interesting story because we did get a, we did have email back then, and we got this frantic thing from uh, Laszlo that the owners were going to cut down this big tree uh, and the other trees on the property because they wanted to sell it for lumber. And... uh, uh, we said you know being Los Alamos and we think trees are sacred we said go for it and so uh, we come out somehow came up with two hundred dollars to save that tree okay I like this slide because when we were there um, in 99 we traveled um, around from house to house and they fed us and we met the people uh, uh, and all uh, and this gentleman up here, it was the president of the church at the time, and his wife was making cheese, and that just kind of fascinating. I've always loved those pictures. And then there's the group of us uh, uh, eating at their house. Uh, okay, these are just a few random pictures of the uh, uh, people of Fenyukut in uh, 1999. And when I realized from that slide that I hadn't put any males in the picture, I only had females and children, I thought I ought to add some few pictures that showed that there were uh, uh, men there, too. <laughs> okay, in, in June of 2001, Sonia and Mitch uh, went back to uh, Romania. They led a group of U.S., Unitarian youth on a tour, and this is just quick pictures of uh, of uh, their trip there. I think that's the, uh, up above is 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 the group that they were counselors with. Um, many of you know Mitch; his, he was at the Sunday service there. And this is Sonia for those who don't know her. And I recognize a couple of those men in that picture that were from Feniacute, but. Uh, And uh, this was just a picture of of the congregation when they were there. Uh, And just some quick pictures. Uh, Laszlo and Margie were just wonderful about touring us all around, and they fed us well. And this one I want to take just a few minutes to talk about. Uh, The little girl here... Uh, When John and Mia came back from their trip, uh, they had told us about little Celia, who, when she was um, young, she had had an ear infection, if I understand it right. But as time went along, they realized that she wasn't talking, uh, and in looking into it, they realized she couldn't hear. And so... uh, what it was is they found that hearing aids would help her, and it was going to cost about two thousand dollars and that 's a mighty lot of amount of money uh, for back in that time and for Romania and so we um, uh, uh, decided and i 'm not sure, but I think we either sent all of it, but I think it was we paid half of it, and the reason was because at this time. Uh, the committee here in the church, since we had raised so much money, we knew that we just couldn't keep this up. And what was the best thing to do with the funds we raised? And at that time, uh, because the school in Fenucook only went through the 8th grade, if the children uh, needed wanted to go on to school, they had to go away from home. There was room and board and tuition, and as I remember at that time it was around three hundred dollars and I think a year but it could be wrong it might have been the semester and in talking with Laszlo um, his feeling is that we should only pay half of that tuition for each student if we could do it and for the families to do the other and so that's what we were doing at that time Uh, Okay, we just moved along (laughs) uh, to 2006. And this is when uh, my daughter and I uh, went back. uh, We went first to Budapest because the oldest daughter, uh, Beata, uh, was getting married. And then uh, it was also a dedication uh, for Norris. And I want to show you the next picture. That word, if I can always... Kaphaja, I think is how it's pronounced. I'm always forgetting it. But what it is, look at the these up here. What they are are memorial markers. And this, this picture I took at the church in Koran, and you see them all over this area of the country. And what they had done is, uh, at the Fenyakut Church, uh, they had uh, uh, erected one in honor of Norris. And... Uh, uh, this is this is what it looks like, and that's the uh, the minister or the I'm sorry, the president of the church on the right, and and Margie, on the house. and it was quite touching ceremony that we had. And as I told you, um, we had started to. Um, uh, provide scholarships for the children. And while I was there in 2006, these were the four that we were providing scholarships for. And Erica here had just finished secondary school and was going to be starting at the University at Colazar. And she has since graduated. Uh, The other two were, these two were in secondary school. And little Christina had just finished primary school and she was starting off uh, to secondary school. And I remembered from Sonia and I took a picture uh, of the, this is what the congregation looked like at, the, at that time. Okay, we got to talk about this famous guest house. Uh, uh, this is what it looked like in 2006. Uh, and the tree is still there. And uh I have better pictures of this, but I ran out of time looking. Whoops, go back a minute. Uh but this is the inside of that guest house after it it had been renovated. And I know the time well anyway, no forget it. Um uh, but the the guest house will, will uh uh there are nine beds in it and Uh, This is uh, the fireplaces, or the furnaces, I guess you want to call them, that are all over Transylvania. They're lovely. Uh, But um, uh, I want to mention here uh, is that that guest house sleeps nine. It is available to any of you for free, anytime you would like to make a trip uh, to Fenyacoot. Okay, this, um, it's just the inside of the church, and... um, as it looked in 2006 and what I really want to point out is this beautiful embroidery uh, that, uh, hanging as you can see it's like hanging up here it's here in the church and that was designed by Kathy Gursky and several several people in this congregation did the embroidery work on it uh, they had it out in the foyer in the old church and people would just stop by and some put in a few stitches some put in a mini but it has a place of honor in their church and we thank Kathy and who all uh, put that together and I just threw this in really quick this is a quick this is the Quran church Uh, uh, just a quick look at what the inside of that looks like Uh, And then I'm going to move on. Uh, uh, Erica and Leventi, uh, who are coming here on the 15th of November. This is a picture of their uh, installation at the Quran church, and then pictures of the uh, congregation. Uh, I know you notice the segregation of the sexes there, but uh, uh, Laszlo is in this picture uh, uh, with all the women (laughs) Okay, um, I just I love these picture, This picture is Margate was a great gardener, and this is what the the parsonage uh, looked like when I was there. Uh, it's just it's very pretty. It's since the parsonage has since been renovated, and this is summer in uh, uh, Quran or Fennewcook mainly, but a couple of Quran. and this is. This is how we really got around from house to house uh, while we were in Fenyukuk. It's, uh, it's just, it's beautiful country. And this is what winters look like in Fenyukuk, which are gorgeous. Uh, I might add, I'm going a little faster than I thought I was going to be, so I must have left something out. Um, but... Uh, when I've been talking with, Le- always the problem that has been getting from Quran to Fenyukut is the winter snows. Uh, and he was telling me about. Uh, uh, the fact that his little citron when he first became minister of the church just wouldn't make it up that hill and the guys from fenugreek came down in something they had and hauled him out and got him up to church and i hope maybe now he has a better car uh, to get up there and i went through this quicker than i expected i would so uh that's all the slides i have Uh, I will entertain any questions and I also will go into the fellowship hall I last night had to cut out a number of slides just to get the uh, timing down to 20 minutes so I thank you yes (laughs) yes John oh uh, do we have a microphone hold hold on John Uh, or well I'll try to repeat it then Is a Catholic town? Yeah. Uh, a little town up in the hills can only afford one church, right? Right? And so, one so church. Is, is a Catholic
1: church. It's, it's, it's a little confusing because uh, there historically were like half a dozen. Uh, Unitarian families living nearer to the Palpatica than to Koron, or than to Fenyacut. And so it got on our list. But, the, but it's a mistake to put Palpatica in the same category.
0: Oh, I'm, well, I'll have to beg to differ with you because I've read, yeah. <laughs> read uh, Laszlo's we, we were, book. We
1: were taken on a ride in, in, in a driving rainstorm uh, across to to to, to visit Pelpataka. a Unitarian family that lived near Palpatica, but they were it's pretty much the only one left by then. They're okay, solely, uh, yeah.
0: uh, John, thanks you for bringing that up because uh, one of the things uh, uh, there was a kind of a, a time between when Laszlo and Margit were ministering. Uh, uh, in Koran and Fenukut, that they were out without a minister. Yeah. And then what uh, Levente told me, uh, this is by email, that when they came on, what they found is because they had been without uh, uh, a minister, that many of the people in Fenyukuk had reverted to going to to the catholic church yeah. but they were bringing them back yeah, right. yeah, so, the, uh, so yeah it's, and we, when it's, we were there i i, I remembered the yeah. one family that was yeah,
1: the, the the yeah the church typical we had the same phenomenon in the frontier days in america the 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 church is the meeting hall if you don't like our church, go to the next town. Try that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, the trouble is, is they're kind of isolated. Oh, you know what I forgot to tell you guys? Yeah. Uh, see, Se- I, did, I did have it in my notes. Is what I did learn from uh, Laszlo in the early days is uh, he's the one who sought us out. And this was around 1992. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, what it was, he realized that Los Alamos, at that time, at least at that time, was at the highest altitude of any Unitarian church in uh, uh, United States, and Fenyukut was the highest in <laughs> Transylvania, and so that's why we got partnered with them. Yeah.
1: The <laughs> uh, <I've> second second <laughs> thing is that it's it's little town like Fenyukut will have only one name because it's in the language of the people that live there. But the bigger cities will have two or three or in the case of Kolesvar, even four names. Kolesvar has a their city charter signed by a, a Roman emperor in the year 127, I think it was. Not 1127, 127. Nice. And so they have four names, one in Latin, one, one in uh, Hungarian, one in Romanian, one in German.
0: Yeah, they're because there were German yeah. settlers there. The, the yes. nearest
1: real city to to our partner church, uh, Segesvár in uh, Hungarian, is Szechtburg in German, and Sigisvára in Romanian.
0: Do you know, John? I. Kind of left all of this out because I figured we had enough trouble just pronouncing the Hungarian names and. and yeah. well, uh, it's,
1: it, <laughs> it's it's a confusion that that people get think they're dealing with three separate places because they sing three names, but yeah. it isn't like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Carl, did you have a question or? Well, I just want to raise the Hungarian
1: and German and uh, the translators that you have worked with uh, in your travels and uh, what do we expect for the visit that's coming?
0: Oh, good question. Uh, When Margit and and, uh, Laszlo came, they spoke no English. We here did not speak Hungarian very well. That is why their daughter Christina came with them and she acted as the uh, interpreter for us. Uh, I do remember uh, when um, we were having dinner at one of the restaurants in town that's no longer here, and at that uh, dinner, Christina just broke down in tears. She had been two weeks at the Brookline Church translating. She had been here, and she just lost it. I mean, it was it was a lot for her to do. Uh, the other thing I remember when they were here uh, in 98 is uh, there was one day that Dale and Laszlo and Margie were supposed to get together and talk theology. And the the Farguses were staying at our house. And Margie said, I just can't stand to do that. And so she stayed home with me and we gardened. And uh, at one point, you know, I couldn't speak English, or uh, Romanian, or Hungarian, I mean, and she couldn't speak English. And I ran in the house and got, remember the Richard Carey, scary uh, dictionary picture books that were around, yay. Uh, I ran in the house, got that, and we thumbed through, (laughs) and we found pictures, and we could point, we could say yes. And the the other thing I remember is... uh, uh, we sat out at the picnic table, and I had gotten out good night moon and that was the first novel that Marguerite had ever read in english <laughs> so it was it, it was a good time, but exhausting Yeah? Lamented, like... uh, oh yeah I'm i 'm sorry, I digressed there uh, uh, yes this this time around. Uh, Erica and Leventi speak English. I'm not sure about the two ministers, but uh, at least uh, it'll be a little easier. Uh, maybe not as fun. <laughs> yes? Um, I have a list of the uh, Romanian students. Thanks Okay. But maybe you can get A Felicia is sort of setting up this whole trip, so maybe you can work together. The other thing I just want to remind people is, is uh, although Hungary is in Romania, all of our uh, partner church people are Hungari- they are ethnic Hungarians. Uh, at one, but but they speak Romanian. Uh, uh, they have to. There's no choice. <laughs> uh, But at one time, uh, up until 1920, I think it was, Transylvania was part of Hungary. Uh, May I point out
2: that American connections with the churches there are quite ancient. The first trip from the Americans to Budapest was in 1910, and my father and grandfather were on that trip, and I know a lot about what went on then. it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, I do.
0: I had this in my slideshow because I think it's a wonderful story that Mary has. and But I just had to cut up, out with a lot of other slides. And so uh, maybe after in the fellowship call, we can talk about it because I'd like people to know uh, that story. Yes? Oh, <laughs> thank you, Rick. Okay, this is it. Quickly, uh, Mary Zemeck's grandfather was Reverend Charles Elliott St. John, and uh, he was secretary of the uh, uh, what was called the American Association, Unitarian Association back then, and uh, he was able to go with the first delegation that ever went to. Uh, I think they went to Budapest, is where they. Uh, went and then again, uh, Mary and Chuck in 1987 uh, were able to make a ba- trip back there. They had dinner with the bishop, and somehow they reminisced. They, there was an understand remembering when her grandfather was there. So, talk to Mary more about
2: it. Um, I just had a question. Yes. Uh, I know that when the Sokolsky's left um, to move to California, there was a lull or a couple of lulls in our relationship with Vinyakut. And I'm just wondering, what what are we doing? We have this visit coming up, but what is planned for the future well
0: do you know what i'm hoping i think like all things is the you know the congregation gets really involved and, and, and enthusiastic about the things you know and we raised a lot of money to help the church out and there, there came this point when when um... we just realized we couldn't keep it up and so that's when we made this decision that that uh, the best thing to do with what money we had uh, uh, to do the scholarships, uh, the Sokolskys left. People died. People moved away. We got old, and it's kind of laggard. We've been doing some scholarships, uh, uh, not well. And what I'm hoping is that this visit will uh, inspire us again to uh, to maybe uh, renew the friendship a little bit more than it has been. Thanks for asking that.
2: One of the things that you have to be aware of, at the time that we were there, things were still desperate in Romania. For instance, people could not get medicines. It it was just hopeless. Um, The minister's wife, Margit, had developed osteoporosis, and she was told she needed medication for that. And she could not get it anywhere. Um, if, she, if there was something on the black market, it was so expensive they couldn't touch it. Um, one of the things that I was in a position to do is to go to the doctors that I knew, because I'm a physical therapist, and beg for Fosamax so I could send it to her. But we couldn't send it in the mail because it was being stolen on the way. And so I had to be in contact with people in the central office of the Unitarian Church to find people that were going to Romania who could deliver it by hand. And that way, for a few years, she got her medication, but nobody else could get any medications either. Um, Finally, the did have a national system of getting people the medications they needed, but it was really, really bad uh, when you are sick and you can't get what you need. Okay. You thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah thanks.
0: Uh, we have to call, pull this off right now because we have to be out of here at 1010. there's lots of stories, the McLeod's, Joy Sog, uh, uh, other Dale of his trip. So, anyway, I'm going to go on into the fellowship hall and uh, I've got the slides on my computer. We can look at anything. So, I thank you all so much for coming.